Thank you, Jared, for reading our scripture. I did not mean to throw Billy a curve tonight, but I did. I switched the lesson. I was intending to discuss one subject, and I decided to delay that. And so tonight I wanted to really, I guess, maybe look at the role of motherhood, part two. And I know that there are many, many things that could be said about the role of a mother, and I want to, I guess, begin tonight by saying Happy Mother's Day again. We appreciate so much those of you that are mothers. We appreciate all the great sacrifices and time that goes into being a mother. And I was thinking on the way here tonight that uh, before you go to bed tonight, if you're a mother, you ought to stand in front of the mirror and take a bow because you deserve it. And just imagine a whole host of people there applauding you because you're worth it. And I know sometimes it's difficult for us to put into the human vernacular what a mother really means. But they are a tremendous blessing. I said this morning in Bible class, the maxim that has been used over and over again, the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. And there's just no way to describe the blessings that those of us who live here on planet Earth enjoy because of mothers. And so for that, we thank you. The passage that was read tonight, I want us to think about a number of passages and there's some things that I want to call attention to tonight as we think about the role of a mother. And as I was thinking about mother, there are some terms that come to mind that I want to share with you very quickly and then I want to talk about what our mom today deserves. When I think about the word mother, the letter M from my perspective, stands for many talents. I sometimes wonder how mothers have the abilities that they possess and demonstrate on a daily basis because it seems to me that they have the ability to do so many different things and to wear so many different hats. If you read Proverbs 31, the writer there talks about the virtuous woman whose price, he said, is far above rubies. And if you read this great chapter, one of the things that stands out is this woman has the ability to do it all. She wears a lot of different hats. And so, as I think about that, I thought Brother Dio was coming to the stage. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so I think about the fact that she has the ability to to wear many hats and do a lot of different things. But then I think about the letter O. And the word that comes to mind here is overseer because in Titus chapter two, Paul talks about the role of a mother in 1 Timothy chapter five. Paul again talks about how the woman, the mother, is to guide the house. And so she is literally guarding and guiding her brood. She is overseeing her flock, so to speak. And then the letter T, teaching. How blessed we are because our mother 
took the time to teach us so many things. I think about the words of Paul in Ephesians chapter 6. When he said, And you fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And that is a role that is carried out by both the mother and the father. And there are some, there are some ladies, some mothers today, who are the spiritual leader in their home. And so they are the ones that are laying the foundation and guiding and instructing their children in the paths of righteousness. And I think about the words of Solomon in Proverbs chapter 3 and the advice that he gave his son. And there are mothers today that have instructed their children from the book of Proverbs where Solomon said, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your steps, your paths. And so there are a lot of mothers that have put their children on the right pathway in life. And then there is the letter H, which designates to me a helper. A mother's a helper, isn't she? Haven't you been helped in days gone by if you're young? You know what I'm talking about. How many times have you needed assistance with everything from homework to learning how to, to do whatever? And so mothers have the ability to, to come to our rescue, to come to our aid, to help us. And then I think about the letter E, an encourager. Mothers are often like Barnabas, who was a great encourager. As a matter of fact, in Acts chapter 11, the Bible talks about the tremendous encouragement that he rendered the saints in the long ago. He encouraged them that with purpose of heart, they would cleave to the Lord. So mothers today are great encouragers. And then I would say the letter R stands for regulator. Because she's the one that really, in many ways, sets the tone in the home, doesn't she? And we've talked about how she is the centerpiece of the home, and everything revolves around her in many ways. So with that in mind, I want to call your attention to three very specific things about a mother. And I want to talk about, for just a moment or two, what our mother deserves from us. That is, those of us who are children. Number one. It's my conviction that she deserves our praise. She deserves our praise, doesn't she? Look again at what the writer said in Proverbs chapter 31. In Proverbs chapter 31, the writer asked the question, Who can find a virtuous wife? Her worth is far above rubies. The heart of her husband safely trusts her, so he will have no lack of gain. And then he, then he says in verse 12, She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. Now drop down and look if you would. Then in verse 26, the writer said, She opens her mouth with wisdom, and on her tongue is the law of kindness. She watches over the ways of her household, does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed. I think as we grow older in life, we develop greater appreciation for our mother, don't we? Looking back, sometimes retrospectively, as we grow older, we look back and we think about all the things that they did, the small things, the big things, things that left a lasting impact on our lives. And so in looking back, sometimes we think about what a great role model they were and how they were there for us on so many different occasions. And I think retrospectively, Sometimes we pause and think, you know what, they're worthy of our praise. They're worthy of the honor that 
the Bible talks about. The Bible says in verse 28, not only do her, do her children rise up and call her blessed, but her husband also, and he praises her. So the family unit as a whole praises the mother for what she means. And I think that uh, today, every child, every son, every daughter ought to step back and give thanks to God for for what they've meant to them. I remember years ago, how many of you remember Bear Bryant? I guess everybody remembers Bear Bryant. Many years ago, he used to do a, a commercial on television. And if I recall correctly, it was for the telephone company. He would always close that commercial by saying, I sure wish I could call my mama. You know, our mothers, are special people and they deserve our praise they deserve they deserve the time that we have to give them even as we grow older in life because of all the many things that they've done on our behalf there's a second thing I want to call your attention to I want to call your attention to the fact that they deserve our passion I said a moment ago they deserve our praise and I guess I wanted to say just very quickly before moving on Bear Bryant used to say he wished he could call his mother. And I would encourage us as we grow older, don't forget your mama. But call her. Text her. Let her know you're thinking about her. I think it's important. But what about our passion? And by that I mean they deserve our love, don't they? Who taught us love when we were young? You know, Paul said in Titus chapter 2 that the aged women are to teach the younger women to do what? To love their husbands and to love their children. Think about how many people in our world today, particularly children. Think about how many children in our world today have no one that cares about them or loves them. There are a lot of kids that are born into this world. It's true they have a biological mother, they have a biological father, but when it comes to somebody who genuinely cares about them, somebody who loves them, they don't have that. Do you remember Samuel? Samuel was the product of a prayerful woman, a prayerful mother, a woman by the name of Hannah. And the Bible tells us that Hannah was barren. And she wanted a child desperately, and so she prayed to God for a child. And the Bible tells us that she prayed fervently for a child. And God answered her prayer. And her response was to Almighty God, as long as this child lives, he will be given to the Lord or granted to the Lord. In other words, she dedicated this child to the service of Almighty God. And I think about the love and, that she demonstrated toward young Samuel. She loved him enough loved him enough to really point him in the direction of serving God. Parents today, we talk about love and the fact that our children today learn love from us as parents. But I want to suggest that the greatest thing that we can do as a parent is point our children in the direction of heaven, isn't it? When we talk about loving our parents. There are many things that, that we love about our parents and grandparents, but for me, to think about the fact that my parents love me enough 
to teach me the gospel, to share with me the story of the cross, to share with me what the Bible teaches about the Lord Jesus Christ. The old song that we sang as, as just kids, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. So we love our parents, we love our mothers, because in many cases they were the very first to teach us about the Lord. I want to call attention very quickly to the book of Psalms. Look at Psalm 127. Psalm 127. The psalmist here talks about the blessings of a godly home. He said, unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. He says, vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he gives his beloved sleep. Now look at verse 3. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is his reward. If you're a mother, thank God. The Lord blessed you, didn't he? Blessed you with children, blessed you with a child. And then in verse 4, he talks about that ancient warrior. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. Many of us, many of us today will one day be in heaven because of a godly mother, won't we? Do you remember Jesus? What was said about him at the tender age of 12? And I think about the godly mother and father that he was blessed to have here upon this earth. And though Joseph was not a biological father, Joseph functioned as a father. And the Bible says of Jesus that he grew in wisdom and stature in favor with God and man in Luke 2.52. How do you think that, how do you think how do you think that all came about? Not by blind chance. It wasn't an accident, but rather Jesus in the long ago had parents dedicated to the Lord, dedicated to his well-being, particularly his spiritual well-being. And so he grew and advanced physically, mentally, emotionally, and most importantly, spiritually. So I think about today. Our mother today, they deserve our praise and they deserve our passion. There's a third thing I want to share with you very quickly. That is, I believe they deserve our protection. Now you may say, that sounds, sounds crazy. That our mother would deserve our protection. Here's what I mean. You wear the name of your parent or your parents. And the Bible says, a good name is rather to be chosen than great riches. God blessed you with a good family. And as a young person, sometimes I think, sadly, we take for granted a lot of the blessings that we enjoy in life. And you think about your name and what your name means in the community. If you lived here for any length of time, people in this community, when your name is spoken, they know you, they know something about you, they know about your background, they know something about your mom, your dad, your siblings, etc. And the point is this, it takes a long time to develop a good name, a good reputation, doesn't it? If we're not careful as a child, we can tarnish the reputation of our parents. 
Now I want you to think about with me for a moment. Look at Ephesians chapter 6. Look at Ephesians, the 6th chapter for a minute. I want you to listen to what Paul said as we think about what our mother deserves. I know Brother Dio adjusted the thermostat a minute ago, but I feel like I've been running a race almost. It is as hot as a firecracker in here. Maybe it's just me. But uh, nonetheless, we'll press on very quickly. But look at Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 through 4. Paul said, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. And then he said, Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. And why? That it may be well with you. And that you may live long on the earth. Now let me just pause here for a minute. When I was growing up as a child, I didn't necessarily like everything my folks told me to do. And I remember one time I, well, I, I don't remember exactly what I said or did, but I remember my mother chased me out the side of our garage with a broom. And she was mad as a hornet. And I deserved it. But when our parents lay down certain laws in the home, those laws are not meant to hurt us, but they're meant to help us. And so as we think about the good name of our parents, the fact that we wear that name in the community, when they set guidelines, instructions, rules, laws, whatever you want to call it in the home, they're doing so for our benefit, aren't they? And what Paul is saying is, as a child, we need to be obedient to our parents in the Lord. Now, certainly if our parents want us to do something that would conflict with the law of God, that would be a different story. But to demonstrate submission in the home, I said this morning, the golden rule. The golden rule is the man with the gold rules. And so as a mama, as a daddy, you have the gold. And so as a child, it's our responsibility to do what? Do what you say. So Paul is saying here, look, as a child, obey your parents. Do what they tell you to do. Why? Because, number one, as Paul said, it's right. But number two, it's going to help you as you grow older in life to appreciate the chain of authority, so to speak. Wherever you go in life, you're going to find out that there's always someone above you, somebody higher than you. Wherever you go, whether it's school, whether it's work, whether it's the military, whatever the case may be, there is always someone who will out outrank you. And so if we don't learn to be submissive and obedient in the home, it's going to hurt us, isn't it? There are a lot of young folks today whose bodies rest in the cemetery because they didn't listen to their parents. They failed to honor what they had to say. And because of that, they engaged in reckless behavior, and sadly, sometimes it resulted in the end of their life. But do what your parents say. And in so doing, it's going to 
It's going to protect the name that you wear. Now look at verse 6, or rather verse 4. Paul would say, And your fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. Your parents have had you in Bible class. They've had you at worship. They've had you as an integral part of our youth program for a reason. The reason is so that you might grow closer to God and so that you might reflect the light of Christ in your life. And so tonight, I want to say that I believe that our moms today, they deserve our praise, they deserve our passion, our love, they deserve our protection. We ought to protect the good name that we wear in this community, and that is we wear their name. So whatever we say, whatever we do, it's going to follow us. I want to close by reading a passage in 1 Timothy chapter 4, a passage many of us are familiar with. In 1 Timothy chapter 4, in verse 12, listen to what the Apostle Paul said to Timothy. We talked about Timothy this morning and the fact that he was the product of a godly mom and a godly grandmom. So if you want to be a blessing to your parents, if you want to be a blessing in the eyes of God, listen to what Paul told Timothy. Let no one despise your youth, but be an example to the believers in word, that is, whatever you say. And then it said, in conduct, that is, how you carry yourself. In love, that's your affection. In spirit, in faith, and in purity. I promise you this. If you will live by these words, they'll bless your life. You'll be a blessing in the eyes of your parents. You'll be a blessing to your friends, to those you come in contact with on a regular basis. And ultimately, when it's all said and done, God will bless your life. Because ultimately, God wants to bless your life, doesn't He? I want to close tonight by asking you to bow with me in prayer. Our Father in heaven, we're so grateful for your love for us. And we're thankful for your word. We have so many things to be grateful for in this life, one of which is our home. And Father, we're grateful for having a godly mother. We're grateful for godly parents. And we're so thankful for all the parents that make up this congregation. And we're thankful for obedient children. We're so thankful for our young people who strive to the best of their ability to live in such a way that would bring honor and glory to your name. And Father, we pray that each of us would be extremely grateful for having a mother who cared having a mother who loved us, having a mother who taught us. And Father, we pray that in some small way that we can render to them the praise that they are due. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. If you're here tonight and you're not a Christian, we want to encourage you to come to Christ, to believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. 
Jesus, in the book of John, talked about a number of important things, one of which was his identity, that he was the Christ. And he said, except you believe that I'm he, you'll die in your sins. And Jesus would say in that context in John chapter 8, if you die in your sins, where I am, there you cannot come. So if you're here tonight and you believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, and you'd be willing to repent of your sins, to confess his name before others, to be immersed in water, the assurance is that God will forgive every sin. If you're here tonight and you're not what you ought to be as a child of God, and maybe you need the prayers of the church, for whatever reason, maybe your life is not what you would like it to be spiritually, we'd be happy to pray with you and for you. The Bible tells us that if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If you're here tonight, and maybe for whatever reason you're struggling in life, and you're facing any number of difficult days, and you need the prayers of the church, listen, we're here to pray with you and for you, with the assurance that God will not only hear our prayers, but that he will honor them. So tonight, won't you come as we stand and sing?